Have you found your scriptures? Where you at? All right. And you also have got Hebrews 11. And we're talking about the spirit of faith. Somebody say praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. Praise God. Amen. Got to get excited. Stir yourself up. Stir up the gift of God. Stir up what's in you. And that's a good way to get some more. People hear things, but they don't get out of it what they ought to. Because of the way they're hearing. See, Jesus said, take heed how you hear. Over in Luke 8, Luke, Mark 4, he said, take heed what you hear. Luke, he said, take heed how you hear. Because the measure you meet, the way you hear it, that's what's going to ter- determine what you get out of it. It's amazing how people can sit side by side. One person just be bored out of their head through the whole thing. The other person's life be forever changed. And they heard the same thing in the same service. And yet they didn't hear the same thing because of how they heard. But I'm looking at a bunch of uh, excited people. <laughs> right? So, don't, it doesn't bother y'all if I get happy now, does it? I mean, if I, if I want to shout or... Huh? Y'all not going to get scared or nervous or anything? I know some of you won't, but I'm talking to everybody, you know. Sometimes people may say, well, I don't, what did I get myself into over here? Well, it's, it'll be all right. Just, just hang with us. See what God says to you. 2 Corinthians 4.8 We're troubled on every side yet. Not distressed. Everybody say yet. 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 And now from now on, every time we see the word but, I want you to say it out loud with me. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. One translation says knocked down, but not knocked out. Now what are we talking about? Verse 13 tells us. We having the same spirit of faith. According as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. It will come to pass in not too distant future. That some things that were thought to be so far out of reach. And so... Uh, amazing miracles that had only been uh, heard about that happened in this crusade or happened in this place or in this time, it'll begin to be a common thing. You'll expect it and you'll see it. It'll happen under your hand. It'll happen in your ministry. It'll happen in your meetings until it's a common thing. It'll be something that doesn't even surprise you. It'll be something that you just expect. And because you just expect, it'll come to pass and it'll happen. In the not too distant future. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank God. I believe that, don't you? Praise God. We having the same spirit of faith. Because at this point you've entered into another level of ministry. You've entered in to another level of ministry. And now it will be different. For your faith will be different. And the grace will be different. And the anointing will be different. 
The ministry will not be the same. It will not be on the same level. It will be on a higher level. And it will be to a greater degree. The anointing will be stronger. The, revel- the revelation will be greater and will be increased and more. Great grace is yours and will be an increase. And now things are different for you've entered into another level of ministry. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Let's lift our hands. Thank God. Let's thank Him. Lord, I praise You. I bless You. I bless You. I bless You. I bless You. Oh God. Thank You. Thank you, thank you, thank oh my, my, my. Praise you, 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 praise you. Oh Lord, we bless you, we thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We having. The same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. For you're learning how to yield to the spirit. You're learning, you're learning, you're learning. And you yield to the spirit to greater degrees than you have before. You yield and you yield and you yield unto him until you begin to speak and not realize fully what you're saying, but you'll be speaking by the Spirit. You begin to pray and listen to yourself and say, what is that I'm praying? But you'll be praying by the Spirit. You'll begin to act and do a thing and, and, and really realize the full import of it after it was done because you learned to yield. And you'll yield and yield until it becomes such a way of life that you yield without thinking. You yield without reasoning. You yield without deliberation. You yield without checking with the senses. You yield without looking around to other people and how they think and what they'll perceive. And as you do, great things will happen. Great things will happen. Great things will happen. And it'll be obvious that it wasn't you. It wasn't you. It was the Spirit speaking. It was the Spirit moving. It was the Spirit doing. And so the Lord will get the glory and you'll be used and the results will be good and great. And to God be all the glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. 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 Oh, God's good to us. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yea, your whole life will be different. Your whole life will be different. You live differently. Not just in meetings, not just in times of ministry, but all the time. You'll learn to cut out things that are distractions. You'll live a more holy life. And yet not a dead life, not a dry life. You'll be more holy, but you'll be happier and more joy 
and more excitement. You'll actually enjoy life more than you ever have. And yet, you've cut out this and you've cut out that and you don't do this and you don't do that, but you don't feel deprived. You feel liberated. You're liberated. And in truth, you are. And in this way of life, there'll come increased sensitivity. You'll know things you didn't know. You'll be aware of a lot of things that you formerly weren't aware of. And in that, you'll be able to help a lot more people. You'll just sense things and know what's wrong, know what to tell them, know what to show them, know what to do, because you live a more holy life, a more separated life, a more godly life, and all the things that formerly were draining you, the things that you were seeing and listening to and being involved in that were a drain on your spirit and that hurt your faith, and that left you in, in a certain amount of condemnation, that'll be removed. That'll be eliminated. And you'll just have grace. And you'll have more peace. And you'll have more joy. And you'll be more sensitive. And you'll be more free. And you will live a higher quality of life than you ever had. You'll know more about how Jesus lived as He walked the earth down here. How He lived. How He communed. How He fellowshiped with, with the Father. And how He communed with other people. And we'll know joy like we have not known. We'll know peace in a greater degree than we have known. We'll know a life many have not ever even thought about. We'll know a level of life that if you told others, they'd think, oh, it's a fairy tale. You don't enjoy life that good. No, no, but it's because they know not of what we know and they live not the way we live. Oh, but in it God gets more glory and we're more used and it's more life as God intended it to be, abundant life that Jesus came to give to you and me. Hallelujah. Praise God, 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 praise God. For you didn't know it, but I knew it, says the Lord. You didn't know it, but I knew it. You didn't choose me, I chose you. I knew you before you were born. I knew you before your mother's womb. In many things, you didn't know me and didn't acknowledge me. In your childhood, in your youth, in some of your adult life, even though many were Christians, still they're doing their own thing, they thought. But even in many things that you pursued and that you learned and that happened in your life, I was in it more than you thought, more than you knew. And I was grooming you and I was preparing you. Many natural things that you thought, well, that's got nothing to do with the things of God. That's got nothing to do with spiritual things. Oh, yes, you'll see in days to come, every one of those things that I groomed you in and caused you to develop in, I'll use for my glory. I'll use for my kingdom. And when the thing comes up and the next step comes available, you'll realize, well, God's been getting me ready for this all the time. All those years, that job and this job and that education and that education and that experience and this relation, I didn't never, I never saw how that would fit in anything. Yes, but I saw, says the Lord, and I knew, and I had my hand on you before you knew me. And I was leading you and directing you when you're a baby Christian. And I was guiding you through every step, and I have good things, good things, good things planned for you. And many here, many here are about to step in 
to the next things I have for them. There's a transition now, and they're stepping into the next phase and the next level of things, and oh, it'll make your heart glad. Oh, it'll make you sing. It'll make you weep in the nighttime. Tears of joy with your hands lifted to me saying, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God, you're so good to me. Thank you. Thank you. And you'll know uh, how true it is to taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. 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 For to you, a few months or a year or two is a length of time, substantial time. To the Lord, it's nothing. Five years is no time. Ten years is no time. Twenty-five years is no time. It's no time. And you've thought, some have thought, oh, how long will it be? How much longer will it be? How much longer will it be? And one of the things I'm wanting you to learn is patience and faith. And instead of being so interested in when it will be, you need to be interested in learning the lesson. And instead of being interested in rushing, rushing, I gotta get to it, I gotta get to it, you need to be interested in am I ready? Am I ready? Am I ready? If the door opened now, am I ready? Am I ready? Am I getting ready? Am I preparing? Am I fully prepared? It's not your business to determine the times and seasons. It's not your business to cause the plan to progress. It's your business to obey. It's your business to prepare. It's your business to be ready. Be ready. And many have listened. And many have obeyed. And you are ready. You are ready. When things begin to happen, you'll wonder, am I really ready? The Lord says, yes, you're ready. Don't listen to your head and the doubts and the questions that will come. It comes to all. But you're ready. Yes, you're ready. You're ready for this next move for I've prepared you. I've prepared you in ways you don't even know. You've been learning things you're not even aware of yet. Things that will come up out of your spirit next month, next year, next five years. And you wonder, where did that come from? And it was something that came here in this service here, in this class here. I was putting it in you for later use. You didn't even know. You didn't see where it fit. But it will come out at just the right time when you need it. And it will be the answer. And it will be the help. And I'll be there to guide you and walk with you every step of the way. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. My hand is on you. My spirit is in you. My name is to you. And my grace is upon you. And if you trust in me and stay with me, you cannot fail. You cannot fail. You cannot fail. For I will sustain you. I will help you. I will support you. I will uplift you and strengthen you with the might of my right hand and my spirit and my power. And you will succeed. And you will accomplish my will and my desire. And you will fulfill my plan. And I will get glory in the earth, says the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Oh, Father, we bless you. Father, we praise you. Oh, we magnify your name. Oh, we bless you. Oh, we can madase. Some would say, who am I? Who am I? Who am I for God to use me? Who am I to do this ministry or that ministry? Who am I? Well, yes, but those who have been used in the past, who are they? Who are they? Men of like passions, women of like passions to you. 
There's never been one who's never made a mistake except the master. There's never been one who never had a failure, one who never thought wrong, one who never stumbled and fell except the master. And you are material fit for the master's use. He knows, and if he chooses, then agree with him that I am material for the master to use. He can use me. He can make of me and mold me and shape me to be what he wants me to be. Say not, I'm a child. Say not, I don't know. Say not, oh, surely God, you can use somebody better than me for that. I don't know. I'm, I didn't go to school. I don't have this. I don't know. Do not argue with the Lord. If he's gracious to choose, then respond with thanks and respond with faith and faithfulness and commitment and, and don't ask uh, why such a one as I no realize the goodness and mercy of God and even if you lacked an ability know that the Lord saw your heart and there was something in your heart that he liked there was something in your heart that pleased him a certain amount of humility a certain amount of faith a certain amount of faithfulness and commitment and he saw your heart and anything you lack in knowledge or wisdom or grace or ability I can add to you, says the Lord. I will add it to you. Some I'll not add to you till later, but I will add it to you at the right time and you'll need it. And if you just walk with me a step at a time, you'll wind up fully equipped, fully equipped. Many here, many here, in years to come, you'll have ability and graces that you won't imagine you'll have now. You'll be able to do things. That you thought, well, man, I never imagined I would have learned that. I'll teach you some things, says the Lord. I'll teach you. I'll give you some graces and some abilities to do some things natural and to do some things spiritual. Oh, there'll be a certain amount of effort for you to learn. You may need to read some books. You'll need to practice some things and do some things. But I'll be your teacher and I'll help you and I'll give you the ability to learn quickly. You'll learn twice as fast, three times as fast, ten times faster than a lot of people do because I'm wanting you to be ready. And I want you to have this ability to do this job in my kingdom. And I'll add it to you and it'll be amazing how quick you learn. And it'll be amazing people that knew you just a matter of months or a year or two ago. They'll see you doing certain things and they'll say, when did you learn how to do that? When did you learn that? And you'll say, well, the Lord helped me. And we learned it. And you'll give me the glory, says the Lord. Because I helped you. And I gave you brightness of mind. And I gave you quickness of spirit and understanding. And enable you to grasp hold of it because I was preparing you and grooming you and developing you. And you'll be a vessel meet for the master's use. That brings forth much fruit and honors and glorifies me, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Let's just stand up, lift our hands up, and praise God, and thank Him for using us, and thank Him for letting us have a part in His work, and in His kingdom, and in His ministry. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, how I thank you, how I thank you, how I thank you, how I thank you. Oh, my, 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 my. Ombushiki, yea, gozonte no daya manukole, pleasure comble banenama panchande belatuncho coma. De rombrava no mansa messi condebela preva na baprava na comprida venjuktais. Oh, jagalema plonve na meclema preva de mexita chepi. Oh, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Oh, thank God. My, my. Praise God. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah.
Praise God. Someone might ask, you know, what, what are you doing? What was that? What are you doing? That's what the Bible calls prophecy. Prophecy. Inspired utterance in a known tongue. And all prophecies should be judged because they come through imperfect human vessels. But yet if a person yields to the Spirit properly, then God is talking and saying some things. But uh, I didn't intend to say those things. I didn't think those things up. But I thank God that God talks to us and helps us. Amen. And uh, He's a good God. Don't you thank God for using you? I mean, in whatever capacity it might be. I mean, uh, like the psalmist said, I'd, I'd rather be a doorkeeper at the house of my God and dwell in the tents of wickedness, you see. I mean, just anything that God had let us do in His work and in His kingdom, then we ought to feel so privileged and so blessed. Thank God forever. Oh, bless you, Lord. What do you do now? Well, you know, uh, you can. The Bible said even the spirit of the prophets is subject to the prophets. I mean, I don't care how God's moving on you. You can quench it, resist it, pull back. But sometimes the reason I'd wait just a little bit is I want to see. Is he through? You know, is there something else? And every time I did, there was. So, But uh, I'm glad we're learning, aren't you? I'm glad we're growing. And I believe we're, we're going to really make progress. All of us, don't you? I mean, I, I believe I believe those things. You know, uh, God's Word by His Spirit, uh, the principle of those things are just like God's Word by His book. See, just because God says something, even in prophecy, you got to believe it. And you got to accept it and act on it if you want to get results. God could say good things to you and, and help you and, and give you direction and what have you. But if you just think, well, it's just going to happen automatically and this and that, whatever, then you miss out. And there's some things that will not happen that the Lord said should have happened if you don't grab hold of it and lay hold of it and say, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. And I will embrace it and I will do it and do what the Lord shows me to do. We were talking about verse 13, you remember? He said, we having the same spirit of faith. Same spirit is who? The patriarchs, the apostles, disciples, even Jesus. There's not four or five different kinds of faith. Faith comes from the same source, God, and from His Word. And uh, even though faith must be developed in each individual area, faith works the same in every area. And just like the patriarchs, Abraham, Moses, David, Samuel, Joshua, these individuals operated in faith and accomplished great things, received wonderful things. We got the same spirit of faith today. We can receive like they did, believe like they did, do the same caliber of things they did, and even greater things, because Every generation ought to progress, move up a little higher, don't you think? Now, one thing about God, He never goes back and never goes down. He always moves up and forward. And He's always taking us on from grace to grace, faith to faith, glory to glory. That's what the prophecies were about. Huh? He's moving us on up. All of us. 
need to be believing Him and following Him and coming up, coming up, coming up, coming up. And uh, thank God I believe we are. Go on over with me to Hebrews, if you would, the 11th chapter. And let's continue to look at some things about the spirit of faith. Hebrews 11. And uh, we read verse 1 and verse 2. And that's as far as we got. And of course we got 40 verses here. Verse 1, let's read them. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Or that word means expected. Substance of things expected. Basis of things expected. The evidence of things not seen. For by it, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. The patriarchs were well spoken of because of their faith. There's so many things you could say about a person. You could commend about their personality traits, their intelligence, their kindness, their niceness, their whatever. But the reason these people that are in the Bible and in this chapter are in here is because of their faith. And that's what caused and causes God to speak well of them. Do you understand that in these verses, God is praising these people? Do you understand that? Absolutely. God is praising Abel and Enoch and Noah and Abraham and Sarah, etc., etc. Why is He praising them? Same reason for all of them. Praising them for the same reason. All of them just the one reason. Because of their faith. We know in Jesus' life and ministry that the thing that impressed him in people was their faith. We see a few instances where he was just absolutely impressed with people. Now that's really a thought, isn't it? To think the Lord be impressed with me. How many would like that thought? The Lord is impressed with... Do you understand not just anything impresses the Lord? But remember the centurion that had the sick servant who said to Jesus, you don't have to come to my house. Just speak the word only and my servant will be healed. And the Bible said Jesus marveled at that faith and he turned around and said to the disciples, he said, I hadn't seen faith like this in all of Israel. Well, that included the twelve that were with him. That it had been living with him. And the Syrophoenician woman both of these outsiders, foreigners, you might say, to the covenants of God and these things. And uh, man, she just followed him around and overcame obstacles and admitted to being a dog and everything else. And uh, Jesus looked at her and said, Oh woman, great is your faith. Be it unto you even as you will. He was impressed with her faith. And the thing that's going to cause you and I to obtain a good report the thing that's going to cause us to be well spoken of here and in heaven is our faith. And the trial of your faith is the trial of you. If you have no faith, you'll not be well spoken of. The Bible talks about the judgment seat of Christ. That at that time every man will give an account of the things done in the flesh and We'll receive reward for that which was good. And the Bible says at that time, then every man will receive praise of God. 
Among other things, we know he's going to praise those that have done well and say, well done, you good and faithful servant. That's praise. Well done, you good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Be ruler over much and many. And the thing that's going to cause the Lord to speak well of people at that day and time is uh, their faith. There's not going to be a bunch of different lines for things. Well, all the sweet people will be in this line, and the smart people will be in this line, and the witty, humorous people will be in this line, and everybody has their gift, you know, and some people don't have faith, but they got other gifts. Listen, there's not going to be a humor line or an IQ, high IQ line. You understand? If you're going to be commended, it'll be because of one thing. What? Your faith. Somebody say, well, what about love? Love's greater than faith. You can't walk in love without walking in faith. I said you can't walk in love without walking in faith. Faith works by love. And really there's an overlap between both of them. Remember the disciples on one occasion, Jesus was teaching them. And Peter said to him, he said, how often do I have to forgive my brother? Seven times? That'd be enough, wouldn't it? He said, I don't say seven. Seventy times seven. That's 490. And when they heard that, you know what they said to him? They said, Lord, increase our faith. (laughs) Well, see, they knew something a lot of people have never learned. You forgive and love by faith, not by feelings. That's why a lot of, I've had people tell me with just tears streaming down their cheeks. Well, Brother Keith, I've tried to forgive them. I've tried, but I just can't. I did, well, what do they, what do they mean? They have said, I forgive you, but then they get to thinking about what happened and what was said and done, and they get mad and upset and hurt and offended, and they conclude I haven't forgiven them. And they're basing whether they've forgiven them or not on their feelings. And they assume that if I get to the place where I no longer have any feelings of animosity or ill will toward them, then that means I'm walking in love with them now. No, no, that's walking by sight. That's walking by feelings. Walking in love with people doesn't mean that you're going to have this wonderful, warm glow of feeling toward everybody. Everybody you look at, you just think, wonderful. I just love you. I just feel love towards you. No, you're walking in love the strongest when you feel like slapping somebody. You feel like telling them all. I mean, you feel like straightening them out and you don't. You don't slap them. You don't tell them off. You just act nice to them and pray for them. And you don't do what you feel like doing. You do what you know you should do. On the inside, it's a decision. And when you're doing that, you're walking in the Spirit, not walking in the flesh. You're walking in love. It's an act. It's a decision, not a feeling. The thing is, you do that enough, you'll begin to feel some things. But it's the act first, not the feeling. If you act like you love somebody, and every time that the thought comes up about what they did or what they said, then you just say, no, I've forgiven them. No. Yeah, but you feel, I don't care how I feel, I've forgiven them. By faith. It's just a matter of faith. It's done. They don't owe me anything. They don't even owe me an apology. Nothing. I have forgiven them. No debt is there. Released everything. Yeah, but I feel. It's got nothing. Don't pay attention to what you feel. Forget your feelings. Obey the Word. 
Right? And that's the spirit of faith. Faith doesn't operate by feelings. Now, I said every one of these people are commended because of their faith. The elders obtained a good report by what? Faith. How are you and I going to get a good report in heaven and with God? And on that day, hear the words we want to hear. It'll be because we had and lived by and walked in faith. You know, sometimes people have said some things derogatory and saying, we all just teach faith, 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 faith. Even sometimes people are sarcastic and say, we preach Jesus. Well, now that's just fine and dandy, isn't it? They preach Jesus and we preach faith. (laughs) But how are you going to even get to Jesus without faith? How are you going to receive Jesus without faith? And then once you receive Him, how are you going to follow Him without faith? How are you going to please Him without faith? How are you going to receive without faith? How are you going to resist the devil without faith? How are you going to overcome without faith? Because it's faith in the morning, faith in the evening, faith when the sun goes down, my brother. If you're going to please God, receive, overcome, and when it's all said and done, get a good report. I like good reports, don't you? All through school, I never liked making a bad grade. It irked me. It bugged me. Most of the time, I did real good. But, you know, there were a few times that I slipped up. And, boy, it bugged me. Hmm? What about you? Now, you just got to go on down the road, you know. But, I mean, you ever ever had an elf stare at you off the paper? One of those flagpoles, they call them. Those flags. (laughs) Brother. That doesn't bless you, does it? Doesn't make you want to say hallelujah. But when you get an A, oh yeah, or one of those A pluses, glory. I had a literature teacher, uh, English and literature teacher, that was uh, uh, kind of had a real, you know, flamboyant handwriting and just personality, and once in a while on one, on one of our papers, she'd write, very good. Big old cursive letters and scroll, scrolls and doodles. And, and boy, that makes you think, all right, yes, yes. Not just good, very good. What's going to cause God to look at us and think, very good? Faith. That's it. Faith. That blesses me. That, that's what I want. Isn't it you? That, that's what I desire when God looks at me. And not just God, but you know, we're, we're told that the patriarchs that we're reading about in this 11th chapter, uh, that we're encompassed with a great crowd of witnesses. And we're told from those that have had some revelation along this line that uh, they're aware of uh, our spiritual progress. Not all the natural stuff we're doing, but that the saints that have already gone on uh, are aware of our spiritual progress. Now that's interesting, isn't it? And who's to say it's not so? You know, you, can't, you certainly can't prove it's not so. We know they're there. We know they're aware. Right? And uh, I sure don't want the Apostle Paul to look over the banister rail of heaven and see me and go, Keith, come on, man. Come on, man. If I had fax machines and jet planes and, you know, this and that, I would be getting the job done. Of course, you know he would. The man had wooden ships and, you know, sheep skins and feathers. 
and built churches all over the known world. I don't want them to be looking at us and thinking, get with the program, guys. I want them to be thinking, yeah, that's the way I do it. Yeah, go, boy, go. Yeah, that's just what I would do. You understand? Every one of us are to be pleasing God the Father, pleasing the Lord Jesus, pleasing the patriarchs, and without faith, it's impossible to please Him. You tired of hearing about faith yet? Alright, verse 3. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Want to read that again? Think about it. Through faith, we understand. Let's just stop right there before I go further. I can say something about that. Say that first phrase with me. Through faith we understand. Through faith we understand. How many like to understand stuff? Has faith got anything to do with understanding? Obviously it does. Other translations say, uh, through faith we perceive. Uh, Through faith we comprehend and grasp. One of the greatest factors in your ability to learn is your faith. Man, you know, would would God that all the educators of our land knew that? Would God that all the parents of all the children that are in school knew that? If a child comes to believe that they can learn a thing, they can learn that thing. On the other hand, if a child or an adult comes to believe that a thing is too hard for them and that they're not smart enough to get it and that they can't grasp it, their doubt and unbelief will dull and darken their understanding and comprehension. Your, the, the brightness of your mind is directly connected with your faith and your believing. I know there's been a few things since I, you know, answered the call to, to be a minister that the Lord's taught me that I've learned that I did not know beforehand. And uh, this is interesting because it's what the Lord had us prophesy about, you know, some of these things along the same line. So it shouldn't be unusual that we wind up teaching on it. But uh, things that I learned just supernaturally fast. And uh, one of the big things that enabled you to learn it is that I just got, I got it in my heart. I can learn this. And I believed I could. And I didn't believe it would take me long. And I did. I said I did. Uh, I know a couple of things. One thing, you you know, I kind of hesitate to say some things about yourself. Sometimes people think you're bragging on yourself and talking about it. But on the other hand, if you tell people how you learn, sometimes they see how they do it. All you can do is just trust that people know your heart. But I got it in my heart that I needed to learn how to play and sing. Now, my folks had always been musical. My mom and dad sang and played. Not, uh, you know, not real proficient, but just sang to the best of their ability and played the best of their ability. 
No education in music. Just all by ear. Pick up things. And I had picked up a few things by ear. But just real rough. And so uh, there were two people. Uh, one, one person that gave uh, some lessons about chord progressions on the piano. Another person that gave some lessons on the guitar. And so I, I thought, well, I'd, took advan- I'd take advantage of them because they seemed like good people and get them to show me a few things. And so I went to get some lessons with them. And I had to believe God for the money for the lessons now. I mean, I'm, you know, sometimes we're believing God day to day for money to eat and gas money. And so it seemed like, well, that's, why buy it off something else? But, you know, you just need to be led. So we did, and praise God, the money came. We, we never missed a payment on anything. And, uh, you know, when I first realized, when they showed me a few things, both of these people were real proficient, I realized immediately everything I know is wrong. <laughs> everything. Which wasn't that much, but it was all wrong. And this guy was showing me progressions on the guitar. And my fingers wouldn't even reach some of the spots he was trying to show me. But I tell you what, God had stirred up my heart that I could learn it. And I mean, I learned it fast. I learned it in a hurry. Either one of them that I took lessons under, they'll tell you. I'd come back sometimes on the next lesson or two, and I'd be doing some things, and they'd think, when did you start doing that? Well, I'd pray in tongues and practice. I did. I'd pray in tongues and practice. My fingers would get sore and I'd pray in tongues and practice and pray in tongues and practice and pray in tongues and practice. And sometimes I'd come back to the lesson and they'd say, I hadn't showed you that yet. (laughs) Yeah, but God knows. (laughs) And I mean it just in a short amount of time. The same thing I asked the Lord a few years ago. I said, Lord, any good tools that will help me in my study or anything else, uh, hook me up with it. Show me. Anything that saved me time, hook me up. And, and it wasn't too many months after that until I, beca- I realized that they had some real good computer programs around. <laughs> and I had never turned on a computer. Never. I, don't, I mean, not, not even turn on the off and on switch. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> never even been that close to one. And within about two months, I'm doing all my sermons on them. Probably less than that. You understand what I'm saying? Because I just got, I got it in my heart. This would be good for me to learn. I can learn this. And I believed I could. And anything that looked like it stumped me, I'd just back up and I'd say, no, wait a minute. No, I can get this. This is simple. This is easy. I can get it. And I'd break it down into smaller parts and picked it up, picked it up. I believed I could get it quickly. Amen. And get it good. Yes. And the things that I needed to, I got some. I always got a lot of room to improve and grow. You understand that? But I mean, I'm doing some things that I wasn't able to do. It's helping me a bunch. One of the biggest things that hinders people from developing is that they believe they can't. You hear people say, well, ah, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, you're not an old dog. You're a new creature. Right? We're not talking about old dogs. And some things... That God, you know, the prophecy, some of these things came out a few minutes ago. Some things that God's got planned for you, you need certain abilities to do what He's called you to do, and so just get on it. And it starts with faith. 
And if you'll stir yourself up and get in faith, you can get it, what did the prophecy say? Up to ten times faster than a lot of people do. Amen. I, I, I've seen some of that in my own life. I know I have. Seen some. Because I've had people come sometimes, they knew when I started on something, and they saw me a few weeks later, and they couldn't believe I was already that far down the road on it. And it's not because I'm brilliant. Because, I mean, a lot of things you could ask me about, and you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be impressed with me at all. You'd say, boy, he's just a dumb old country boy. And in a lot of ways, I probably am. But I don't need to be smart about everything. I just need to know what I need to know. I don't need to know everything. I just need to know what I need to know. And anything I need to know, I believe I can learn it. Amen. The Lord stirred me up on some other things right now. I've already started on them. And I'll get them. I said, I'll get them and I'll learn them quick. Amen. I've already learned them quick. I surprised myself a couple of days ago. I thought, you understand what that? You already got that. Good. Pat myself on the back. I said, you're doing good, boy. Come on. Come on. <laughs> but you understand, it takes some effort. I said it takes some effort. A lot of times people say, well, I want to learn how to play. I want to learn how to run a computer. I want to learn how to operate this machine. I want to learn how this. I want to learn how to do that. Well, I'm just going to pray and believe God that I automatically know how. I just go from knowing nothing to bam, that's it. I know everything. That, no, 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 no. you got to put forth some effort. But don't just depend on your effort. Depend on the greater one to help you and speed up the whole process and you can get it. There are some things, there are several things. You know, I, I mentioned that there are a couple of things that the Lord led me to get somebody to teach me some things and help me. But really, a whole lot of things that I did, I had one of the people who was talking to me a while back, and, and uh, somebody said, didn't you teach Brother Keith some things on this and that? And they said, I didn't teach him all of that. I didn't teach him this and that. And they didn't. And some things you don't need a human teacher on. Amen. Some things you do. Other things you don't need a human teacher on. God teach you if you just, you know, a lot of things, you can just take some books and let the Holy Ghost help you and you can get it just as good as if you'd have went to school for two years for it. You know what I'm saying? But what am I talking about still though? What am I talking about? I'm talking about faith. I'm talking about you believing that you can learn it. And then faith, we talked about this last week, faith is a doer. Faith puts, puts forth effort. And if you'll put forth that effort to do it and begin to pursue it, I'm telling you, God will grace you and help you. You'll learn many times faster than other people would in similar situations. And, and not just learn faster, but learn better. And get better at it. And develop and be the kind of vessel and the kind of instrument with the kind of abilities that God needs to do the job He's called you to do. Can you say amen? amen. Now something that ties right in with this is the rest of the verse. Well, I'm not quite through with that. Uh, through faith we understand faith is a, is a big factor we've already said in learning but let me go beyond just learning some things uh, this is closely associated but yet it's a little different faith is a huge factor in revelation would you like to have revelation of the word yeah. oh certainly certainly one of the biggest factors in you getting revelation of the word is your faith and you do not need to read the Word and things you don't understand and talk about how hard of a passage it is and how difficult of a passage it is. And, oh man, who can understand that? And, oh, that's hard. I don't know. What does that mean? That's all doubt and unbelief. 
a lot of things that the Lord has shown me over the years that I've teach and preach, revelation that He's given me, came because as we read the Word and saw things and didn't understand, I stopped right there and I said, ask the Lord. Lord, teach me this. Cause me to understand this. And then not just ask, but get in faith about it. And expect to understand it. So I'm in faith, believing, expecting to see, see these things and understand these things. And sometimes, some things are years before you see it, but God responds to your faith as you're able to receive it and you begin to learn things and see things in the Word and see things in the Word and revelation come and a big part of it is you're believing for it. Uh, do you realize that there's very few things in life that just fall on you as you cruise through? <laughs> like an apple off a tree and just bop you on the head and go, oh, there's something. A few things will happen like that, but most things not going to happen like that. You're going to have to reach up with your faith, claim it, believe you receive it, look for it, pursue it, reach for it, put forth an effort. And as you do, you'll enter into it. He goes on to say, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. The worlds were framed by the Word of God. Other translations say the universe was fitted out. The universe was arranged. The world was prepared, created, constructed, perfected by the living word. Oh, this is the word rhema. Rhema. I guess a correct pronunciation that would be rhema. Of course... It's not as easy to pronounce. But it's a Greek word that, that deals with the spoken word, that which is uttered by the living voice. The Word of God. And you understand it was by the Word of God that the worlds came into being. Go back with me to Psalms real quickly. Psalm 33. Y'all wore out yet? Stay with me just a little bit longer. Psalm 33. I'm beginning to feel it just a little bit though. Psalm 33. Ministry takes more out of you than people think. You know. Especially, you know, sometimes like some of those prophecies and things, you, you're reaching. You're reaching. To say it right, I, I don't take prophecy lightly. I don't. A lot of folk just pop up and thus saith the Lord this and that and a lot of it's not God. But I really want it to be right if I'm saying thus saith the Lord. Elsewise I'll say thus saith Keith. Right? And uh, I believe that's the way it ought to be. I believe it's important. Psalm 33. Read this with me. Not out loud but just along with me. Uh, the Bible said verse 4 the word of the Lord's right. All his works are done in truth. He loves righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made. And all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathered the waters of the sea together as an heap. He lays up the depth in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. For He spake, and it was done. 
He commanded and it stood fast. Hear what he said. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. Because he spake and it was done. You know what that reveals? That reveals God's level of faith. (laughs) We're not there, are we? (laughs) We're not even remotely around that place. When's the last time you spoke and a BB came into existence? (laughs) Much less a planet or planets and solar systems. That's how he created everything that he created is by the living faith on the inside of him. And he spoke it out and through the power of the faith in God, the faith of God, God's own faith, Things were created. He goes on to say in Hebrews 11 there, um, so that the things, you don't have to turn back necessarily, but just listen, the things that were seen, are seen, were not made of things that do appear. God did not create what we see and, and know out of some preexistent material, as far as uh, physical material. That all these things are made out of a quantity that you cannot see or touch or smell or taste. Out of faith-filled words. Now, God operates this way, has always operated this way, and continues to operate this way, will always operate this way. In the generations and eons to come, he will still be creating and doing things by the words of his mouth. I don't know what. I know it'll be glorious. It'll be more spectacular than anything he's ever done. He always does that. And uh, the thing, though, that he wants us to get a hold of is how he operates and learn these principles and operate them in them ourselves on our level. I don't think there's any danger of us creating another solar system anytime soon. (laughs) But we should be practicing on moving the mountains in our life. You understand? And creating the resources for our needs to be met. and Everything that we need to do to accomplish the will and work of God. And it's not going to come just through our intense effort only but through our faith. And God framed the worlds we know of through His words, and we need to realize that we frame our world with our words. I know, I know from experience that most Christians do not believe what I just said. Even though a lot of them would agree with you and nod their head and go, yeah, yeah, that's right. Still, I know they don't believe it. You know how I know they don't believe it? Because of the way they talk. If you really believed that what was coming out of your mouth was forming and shaping your tomorrow, you would be serious about what came out of your mouth. And you would govern it accordingly. And you would not speak doubt. You would not speak unbelief. You would not speak fear. You would not speak 
destruction. You would not speak poverty. You would not talk sickness. You would not talk anything except what's good and what you want. Because you have the understanding, I'm shaping my world. God has uh, left that in our hands. A lot of people have thought, well, you know, God shapes my world. No, he's left a whole lot of it in your hands. And you can shape it any way you want. And the thing is, you've been shaping it all along. And you may have shaped some things in a fashion that you now regret. Because you've been saying some things for years that have put boundaries in your life. When you say, I can't, for years, then it'll build a wall so that you can't. If you say, we'll do this, but we won't be able to do this, then you won't be able to do it. And there are limitations and boundaries that people have in their lives all around, and they don't realize that they themselves are the ones that set those boundaries. You even got people with religious notions saying that God set those boundaries. Not so. God's calling them to come up, come up, come up, walk on the water with me, speak things into existence like I do. Ephesians 5 says, you know, as dear children, we are to be imitators, our followers of God. God's called us to operate like He does. You know, Jesus was teaching us of God and the way of God. You remember in, in Matthew 21 and in Mark 11, where Jesus spoke to the fig tree and it dried up, you know, and uh, later on they realized that it had dried up. And the disciple said to him, you know, look how quick this tree dried up. He took that opportunity to teach them. So many times people say, yeah, but now that's Jesus, Brother Key. That's Jesus. I mean, he's God. He talked to things and then respond. But listen to what Jesus said in Matthew 21. He said, if you had faith and didn't doubt, you would not only do this, which is done to the fig tree. Now just stop right there. Is he telling them they could have done what he just did? And they could do what he just did? Yes, and he's not stopping there. He's saying you could not only do that. This is all in Matthew chapter 21. You could not only do that, but if you spoke to this mountain and commanded it to be removed and cast in the sea and didn't doubt, it would happen. You'd have what you say. We are constantly molding and framing and shaping our world with our words. And today we are determining our tomorrow by our words and by our mouth. You know, if we had time, there are just scripture after scripture after scripture in the book of Proverbs. It talks about these things. In fact, let's just take time. You want to take time to look at a couple? Go to Proverbs and let's look at a couple. Proverbs. I tell you, for time's sake, just, just go on over to the twelfth uh, chapter. A lot of good things all through here, but let's just go, for time's sake, chapter 12. Verse 6. 12, 6. Now, this is the Word of God. And this is whatever this says is absolutely true, right? Amen. It's a fact. It's a law. True. 12, 6. The words of the wicked are to lie and wait for blood. But the mouth of the upright shall deliver them. 
You ever heard of people talking their way out of something? There's a truth there. That you can talk yourself out of your sickness. Talk yourself out of your poverty and mess and problems. You can shape. Now see, t- today you are where you are. Can't do anything about yesterday. It's done. And what many do not realize is that just because you say a thing and you begin to talk some, that doesn't mean it's going to automatically happen by the end of the week or next month. And so much of what we have right now is the product of things we have said ten years ago, five years ago, two years ago, last year. You understand? And yet people don't see the connection. And uh, uh, it's amazing how people even in so-called word and faith circles still have not. They've heard it. they got these books and tapes in their closet. But it still has not affected their mouth. I guess because I've worked in this area for, for a number of years, I might be more aware of it than some, might watch it more. But you know, when I hear people say things wrong, it just makes me cringe. Because I believe in the power of my words. And I believe that I have what I say. And then there are certain things you, you couldn't beat me up and get me to say. I just wouldn't, I just won't say them. Because I believe in the power of my words. And therefore my words do have power over my life. Now, you're limited as what you can say over other people. You can help them somewhat. But if you're saying they're going to make it and they're saying they're not, guess whose words are more powerful? Your words are more powerful over your life than anybody else's. I've had sometimes people come to me all alarmed because somebody was speaking something that wasn't good over them. To me, that's almost humorous. I don't care what you say over me. What I say about me is going to go. You understand? You, I mean, you can get up in the middle of the night to make sure you have enough time to make confessions over me that I'm going to fail and I'm going to flop and I'm telling you it's not going to have one bit of effect on me because I'm saying I'm going over. And my words carry more weight in my life than anybody else's. Now, your words carry more weight in your life than anybody else's. Anybody else's. And I don't care if you're talking good over people. If you can't get them to agree with you, and join their words with you, then you know you've got a lot of severe limitations as to what you can help them with. You know, if people really believe these things, man, they'd talk differently. They would really talk differently. Notice what he said. We'll finish some, some things in just a minute. But notice what he said. The, wor- the mouth of the upright will deliver them. Verse 18 says, There is that that speaks like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. Man, if you use your tongue wisely, you minister health to yourself and to other people. If you use your tongue wrongly, it's just like stabbing people. And like stabbing yourself. Go on with me to the 13th chapter, verse 2. A man will eat good by what? The fruit of his mouth. How you been eating? I'm talking, I'm literally talking about physically. How have you been eating physically? You been eating good? Huh? Come on now, be honest. This is no place to lie. How have you been doing? Without lifting your hand or testifying, any of you been eating more macaroni and cheese than you'd like to? 
You've been eating, you know, you hadn't been eating as good as you'd like to. If that's true, how can you change that? Somebody says, well, by making more money. Wrong. <laughs> See, people think wrong. It's not necessarily money you need if you want food. You don't have to have money to have food necessarily. I said, sure you do, Brother Keith. They will not let you out of the grocery store without paying for it. (laughs) No. If you begin to talk, begin to change your words. Expect the best. Speak the best. And deal with the rest. I don't care if you're eating macaroni and cheese. You know, those little cheap boxes I'm talking about. A macaroni and cheese for the twelfth night in a row. Here's what you don't say. I'm tired of eating macaroni and cheese. Man, you know how long it's been since I had a good steak? Man, boy, this is rough. School is rough. School is rough. School is rough. Man, it's rough. Money's tight. Short. Mm. Not many groceries. It's bad. It's tight. You are framing your world and you're framing it tight and tough. What you got to do for the twelfth night, pull out that macaroni and cheese and smile and say, I eat good. I eat the good of the land. I'm willing. I'm obedient. And I eat and I enjoy the good of the land. Yes, I do. I tell you what, that years ago that I was uh, uh, in, in school and I had two jackets. Of course, you wear one one day and you wear the other one the next. And the next day you wear the one you wore the day before. You understand? And you just alternate. And the Lord had taught me even back then, I do not look in my closet and gripe about what I don't have. I thank God for what I have because if I didn't have that, I wouldn't have anything. I thank God for that because there's people that don't have that. I thank God for that. I'm thankful. But at the same time, I'm thanking Him for lots of nice clothes. Amen. Lots of nice clothes. I'm thanking Him. I'm thanking Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Have nice this and have nice that and have nice the other. And when I was driving an old beater of a car, I was thanking God. And I said, I'll drive good cars. And I'll drive new cars. And I'll drive nice cars. And some of them was years down the road before I did. But I'm framing my worlds. Well, I've been framing some other stuff since then. Glory to God. We'll do this. We'll be this. We'll have this. We'll accomplish this. Now, I'm not talking about saying something contrary to the Word or saying something contrary to the will of God for you. But I'm talking about in line with the Word and in line with God's will for you. But see, you're framing your worlds. And don't think it's just going to happen automatically. Anytime you get something in your heart and get stirred up about it, speak it out. Speak it out. We'll have this. We'll do this. And some things, every time you're tempted to gripe and get down and complain and this and that, you stir yourself up and start speaking faith. Thank God we'll have this. Thank God we'll see this. Thank God we'll be this. We'll enjoy this. We'll do this. Thank God. And speak in those words. 
Works the same way in sickness and disease. If you've had problems and you've been sick, don't talk about what you can't do. Don't talk about your limitations. Begin to talk about, praise God, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to run. I'm going to go skiing. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go swimming. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Framing your worlds. And the part that's been weak and the part that's been emaciated, say so that's going to be strong. If you've had a weak leg or a weak kidney, or say, talk to that thing and say, I tell you, I'm going to have one of the strongest kidneys of anybody in town. I'm going to have one of the best legs. I'm going to have one of the best bones and muscle. I'm going to have, you understand what I'm saying? Fame in your walls. Leg be strong. Lungs be clear. See, how did God create everything? Light be. And it was. Why? Because he didn't, he wasn't just talking. He believed what he said. And out of the midst of him came the faith and the power to cause it to come to pass. And I'm telling you, God wants us to operate just like that. On our level. He wants us to operate like that. Something that's bothering you, don't just look at it in despair and despondency. Speak to it. Command it to stop. Command it to dissolve. Speak it out of your life. Things that are not in your life, speak them into your life. Call them. Call the things that are not as though they were. Speak a vision of victory over yourself. Speak a vision of accomplishment. Speak it. We'll have this. See, the devil, single people sometimes, the devil will come to them and sit on their shoulder and says, yeah, what's going to happen to you? You're going to get old and older and older and older. And you're going to be lonely and you're going to be single because nobody loves you. Nobody cares. Besides that, you're ugly. Downright homely. <laughs> Why would anybody want you? Want to marry you? He's a liar. He's a, don't sit around listening to that junk. You listen to that stuff long enough, you start believing it. And it's a lie. I said, it's a lie. It's a lie. You begin to say, I will have a good life. I'm telling you, my life's going to be great. It's going to be good. And God's ordering my steps. And I'm not going to miss it. I'm going to, I'm going to do the right thing. I'm not going to marry the wrong person. I'll marry the right one. Sometimes you've got people ringing. It's supposed to be word people. Wringing their hands going, oh, I just, I'm scared. I'm scared I might marry the wrong one. I'm scared. No! Don't frame that. <laughs> I will marry the right one. We'll have a good home. We'll have a good family. We'll have good ministry. We'll accomplish the will of God in our lives. Framing it. Framing it. See, you need to be framing some... If the Lord tarries is coming, right now, you need to be framing some things for ten years from now. You don't wait till it's on you before you start talking. Because see, you begin to speak and begin to believe and God's working for things to come to pass all the time, you see. Working, working, causing things, giving you favor, moving you toward a certain point in life, causing everything to be in position when you get there. Frame your worlds with faith-filled words. And you'll give God something to work with, something to accomplish. See, God leaves a lot of the blueprint up to you. He builds the specs you lay out. Actually, your faith builds it. I said your faith builds the blueprint that you lay out with your desire and your words. And somebody said, well, yeah, but what if you say bad stuff? Well, the devil's responsible to build that. But it'll get built. 
all the bad stuff that you talk and that you plan and you expect. Well, the devil, he's glad to accommodate you and cause that. But he, he can only, he can only build things to spec. God's the same way. He's limited himself. Your vision is your blueprint that your faith produces. And the way you get your vision is by spending time in the Word and seeing what God wants for you in there. And as you seek Him in prayer, He shows you what He wants for you. You understand? And then you get a vision of what He wants me to be, what He wants me to do, and then your faith can accomplish that vision. But without a vision, there's nothing for your faith to produce. It's like telling somebody to build me a house. And they say, what kind? Well, just whatever. Just build me one. No, they need something to go by. They need a blueprint to produce. And if you say, well, just just build something. No, I don't have a blueprint. Just build something. Then whatever they build won't be your vision. It'll be their vision. Do you have a vision of accomplishing some things in life? And having some things and being a certain type of person and minister and what have you? Speak that out in faith-filled words. Not just once in a while, but every time you think of it. Certain things you say every day. Certain things you say every other day. Certain things you say once a week when you think about it. Or, you understand what I'm saying? But when it comes up, you say it. And you're speaking that out over yourself. And just like God framed the worlds with His words, you'll be framing your world with your words. Say it out loud, I'm free. I'm free in Jesus. And I will be all that God wants me to be. All that He's planned for me to be. I will be. I will run my race. I will finish my course with joy. With joy. I will receive the blessings of God. The benefits of God. I'll be healthy and strong. And live long. I'll prosper. And do well. I'll have plenty. I'll have extra. I'll give much. I'll help a lot of people. Because God will prosper me. I'll be wise. I'll increase. In knowledge and understanding. I'll learn and develop in abilities and graces. I'll be anointed in my area or areas. And I'll prosper and flourish in this life and be an example of the goodness and faithfulness of God to those who obey. For the Lord is good. And His mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, we thank you for your mercy and goodness to us. Lord, help everyone to grasp what you've said to them individually. And everything that you've said to us that we should keep before us, bring it back to us. Bring it before us. Remind us of it again and again, I pray, till we be established in it and live it and experience it. In Jesus' holy name.
Amen. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.